Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of City of Geekum, where we're going to be talking about something different today. I'm Ryan, your co-host, and as always, I'm joined with William. Hello there. Hello there. And that quote is that is very relevant for today's episode. Today, yeah. I know I say it every episode, but we did. you're the meme queen. Queen. Where Do you want to be a queen? Where is my crown? I'll be a queen. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Fucking diversity nowadays. Why not? <laughs> why not? I'll, I'll be a princess. If you want to be a queen, you be a queen. Oh, hang on. If you're, if you're a queen, are you part of the Disney hierarchy? Because princesses and shit. Or are you just corrupt. Or you could just be an awesome rock band from the eighties. Oh yeah, you could do. Yeah, it's up to you, really. Yeah, that's fine. Anyway, uh, so we're going to be talking about, um, <laughs> as we mentioned in the last couple of episodes, we are going to be talking about um, the George Lucas ideas of what he wanted to do for the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Yes. 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 You've literally just done a couple of notes. I have. I've I said a couple. T- I've done two pages of notes. Two well, pages of notes, and you've learnt a lot. So, instead of being... I've, I've, I've learned a lot, and there's a couple of bits that have blown my mind. Like, yeah. It's weird, like, you don't really... It, it just shows how much, like... I've read into some Star Wars stuff a certain amount. I'm certainly not a mega fan of Star Wars. I don't don't, I don't preach myself to be that. We're, we're good enough fans. But it's amazing, like, what you learn... Because this is not necessarily new information. Like, um, I would just say that this... Um, it's based on an article that IGN put up, that I saw popped up on Facebook. Are you? Um... It's called Star Wars, everything we know about George Lucas's abandoned sequel trilogy. Yes. Um, and it's written by uh, one of their people, uh, Jesse or Jess uh, Schneedine? Schneebdeen? Schneebdeen. Schneebdeen. Yes, that is. I, I apologise for butchering that name. As, but I if you are listening to this, Schneebdeen, then. Uh, and it's, it's basically a compilation article of basically different quotes from George. And different bits of information from different Star Wars sources that yeah, he's kind of compiled to make this article. Yeah. Um, one of which is Pablo Hid. Oh, all the names today. Yeah. Hid Argos. Hid Hidargos. In uh, Star Wars fascinating facts and Paul Duncan's Star Wars archives, nineteen ninety nine to two thousand and fifteen. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, to quote a couple of the different sources that this is from. Um, so yeah, go and search those if you want to learn more about Star Wars. Yeah. Or listen I, to us. I I might very well do, because the things that blew my mind in this article, I'm sure there are many more in those books. Okay, well. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I just you... made a bunch of notes based on the article, because okay. this is a really interesting thing to talk you, about. You've learnt a lot. And now, if you could be not so bloody selfish, mate, just educate the rest of us. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I'll do my best. Jump straight in, mate. Trigger warning. Yeah. <laughs> Trigger, well. Tr- trigger warning. We might get quite passionate about the Disney sequel trilogy in this. <laughs> I mean, I think <laughs> if you go back to our previous... As we uh, do every time we talk about Star Wars. I, I think there are times where Star Wars fans are over the top. And I'm probably one of those people at times. I get a bit heated because it's not what I want. <laughs> and we'll get on to stuff that I'm not necessarily looking forward to in both Star Wars and Marvel because we, they did the Investor Day thing. And we'll do that next episode. Um, we, we need to do a, like... Um, Maybe we'll do it like in a couple of years' time or a year's time, but or half a year. But like, we need to do like an updated Star Wars sequel trilogy podcast in a in a few years where we yeah. had time to calm down. <laughs> With a re-review, and a re-review of yeah. like what we think of them now. That's a very good idea. Yeah, maybe like three years or something. Because like I certainly know that my opinions have changed a, a fairly big amount on you know Disney's trilogy. Yeah, um, and I feel like I can talk about it more constructively now yes maybe not episode 9 because I just hate episode 9 <laughs> <laughs> we will we will, well the, it's like with the prequels they initially got love but then the sort of love was it was just nostalgia it's like oh my god I can't believe we're watching Star Wars again a bit like what we were like yeah when we were watching The Force Awakens it's and the exact then once same that, pattern yeah and when that nostalgia bait just sort of left everyone was like oh actually they're quite shit yeah. oh no they're terrible but then when the sequel trilogy came out, they're like, oh no, they're geniuses. Oh, it's so perfect. The prequel's even... A... No, it's not. But, yeah. Uh. It's funny because I bet there's people that were were sort of our age for when the prequels came out and they've gone through this twice now. Like, the same, like, mm. acceptance... Like, 
like I always try to be level headed nostalgia to rage yeah. to acceptance to making peace with it yeah and now they're like haha look at all these I tell you what because I, I was young enough to like actually enjoy the prequel trilogy and not worry about how yeah, yeah. flawed they are in certain ways yeah. I just enjoyed them because they were Star Wars but yeah and I think it's probably a good idea to for a lot of people if you well I'm trying to think uh, just just watch it when everything's died down or like the bloody because there's still raging going on online like listen to us why don't you but yeah but I tell you what I'd, I'd watched um, The Muppets Christmas Carol last night with Jim and Neo fucking great it's a great movie <laughs> it's isn't it really it's a really great movie, movie. Yeah. I mean yeah it's yeah. the story of Scrooge and blah 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 but Solid. It's solid. It's it is so really solid. solid. It's, it's a good Christmas movie. Though. Yeah. Plus, Michael Caine is just an, a god. Yeah. He's he's a perfect man. Anyway, sorry about that. I'll turn my emails. He's off. just texted you for saying ah. he's a person. Oh, thank you, Michael Caine. <laughs> Friend of the show, Michael Friend Caine. Friend of the show, Michael Caine. <laughs> um, right. Should we jump it straight into it? If you want to, sir, I'm ready when you. Are. Uh, no, you're right. We All right, okay, goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay, yeah. So, what do you have for us? Well, the first thing to say is that George Lucas's original plans, um, and it's probably worth saying that he his his ideas did evolve. Yeah, of course. As you'll see later on. Yes. We'll, we'll get to a couple of points that might might come up as a familiar because they did appear in the sequel trilogy that Disney put out but yeah it's um, one of those things that I've noticed with Disney is that when they were first bought by uh, well, when Disney first bought Lucasfilms mm. um, they made all of the extended uh, canon like with Boba Fett and every every, everything books, yeah. like it's now called Legends so it's technically not canon Yeah, but then when you look at a lot of stuff that is like happening on Mandalorian or like Ahsoka or in Clone Wars and stuff like that, mm. it's the same stories. The same so story. they're effectively just picking and choosing. Ah, oh, that, that was good. So we'll keep that, but we'll just bin off the rest of the shit. Yeah. Because typical Disney thing to do. Yeah, they just they, they just other ideas. Yeah, I, I just find like I, include it all or don't include any of it. <laughs> yeah, it's you got it's, it. You can't be afraid of the things you've made like embrace it just like you know sod it yeah we made that thing that might have been a bit crap but whatever it's <laughs> you, you it's try- an interesting one because like it's very much like it's interesting we, can we make the comparison because we make it all the time so why don't we make yeah it fuck it. to the Marvel Cinematic Universe because I feel like with Marvel it's what's really good about the MCU is that it is its own canon because it was started from scratch like Kevin Feige very much said, this is an adaptation of some of your favourite stories from the and MCU. I've had a think with like the whole Marvel thing, in the yeah. MCU especially, is you could say that that is a multi, a, a different reality or um, universe compared to the comics. Like They're all somewhat yeah. interconnected, but it's just, it's it's like the What If series that are coming out. Yes. Yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah, what if they had the same stories, but like what if Civil War just had six people rather than yeah. 25 yeah. and it's and it's a good idea it's like it's a really good idea from from marvel it's a smart decision from the studio to go well we'd like to do we'd this. like to do all these but we we don't want to do them in canon because that's not what the ideas we have for what we want to do with the the canon yeah. cinematic universe but here's a whole animated series that's going to be on like 50 mm. characters or however many yeah. we're doing you know so yeah um similarly unlike that disney kind of just tossed it all aside and rewrote the history book which is mm. another approach that you can do you know whether you agree with it or not yeah um we still need to watch the clone wars and the clone wars is some of the best star wars that's ever been made yeah period um but yeah all good yeah so uh, george lucas's sequel trilogy would have been dramatically different from what we got um whereas you know the trilogy that we did get from disney was very much focused on uh, each film was corresponding to a character which is fine um, you know uh, Han Solo in the first Force Awakens yeah. Luke in the second one Leia in, in, the, in the, uh, the the last one and obviously uh, as much uh, as they could as much as they could which is an absolute shame yeah Carrie Fisher um, whereas George Lucas's idea for the trilogy is that mm. 
Leia was going to be the main character. Hmm. So it was going to... Uh, it would have been mainly focused on Leia and her struggle over the three films and her inner struggle and outer struggles to rebuild the Republic but avoid the corruption that led to the Empire in the first place. Yes. How, how do you filter through the bureaucracy and the politics um, and her sort of journey to try and navigate that? Mm. Uh, she would have very much been the main character. Um, there's a quote, actually, that I wrote down. You do now. Um, so this is, this is something interesting that it was... It was uh, there's a quote here from George Lucas um, from one of the sources mentioned, I think, um, that uh, I had planned for the first trilogy to be about the father, so he's talking about the prequels, mm-hmm. Uh, the second trilogy to be about the son and the third trilogy to be about the daughter and the grandchildren so that's good whereas Anakin was the very much the main character in the prequels Luke was the main character in the original Star Wars trilogy mm. Leia would have been the main focus Luke would have taken a back seat he would have still been around yeah, he would have still him doing Jedi training stuff um, uh, as we'll get onto in a minute Han, Han would have been a very downplayed role because obviously Ford, uh, Harrison Ford didn't really want to return. As, no, yeah, he, he as was, before. Um, whether uh, they would have done the same thing and killed him off, or just had him in a I think very very. If they were to, role, if but... they were to bring Han Solo back, and obviously Harrison Ford, they would have had to have killed him off because Han, uh, Harrison Ford wanted Han Solo to die in Episode Five. Yeah. Um. So they like kept him in carbonite, and they didn't really know if he was going to return in Episode Six. And then again, he wanted him to die in episode six, but ultimately didn't. So he was like, nah, I'm not doing this anymore. If I was to come back, you have to kill me. (laughs) So it it doesn't really say what the plans for him would be, um, only that it would have been a downplayed role. Mm. Um, It would have involved Han and Leia's kids, obviously, as it says, the grandchildren would have been a focus as well as Leia. So they'd had multiple kids, not just Ben Solo. Yes, whether it would have been the ones from the comics slash extended continuity books or not, don't know. Or whether it would have been Lucas's own version of of it. Yeah. Um, But there would have been more than one, and they would have most likely have been training within the Jedi Academy that Luke was doing. Nice. At the time. Um... Yeah, so it would have been that kind of struggle um, instead of whatever we got in The Force Awakens, which was basically the same setup as original Star Wars. It's there's a new good hope, guys, but... there's bad guys, yeah. there's a struggle between them, there's some Force stuff in between. Yes. And that's interesting because that is one of the biggest complaints that I have about the sequel trilogy. And it's one of the things that just doesn't no matter how much I watch it, I can't put that to my the side of my head, is that it takes place 30 years after the end of the events of the first yeah. trilogy. And everything's the same. It, like, it doesn't feel like any time has passed. Well, I think... The First Order are meant to be this... That, that, that All of a sudden, there's just a Galactic Republic again. Mm. It's just here. I think that Even though it's made, destroyed in the first movie. I think the problem is with the Force Awakens. Hey, we might have mentioned this in our actual review. Is that the the First Order is meant to feel like the rebels come to the rebellion? Yeah, we. we it's we like they should be the this, underdogs, yeah. but they're not. <laughs> yeah, they're clearly not. It's like we're meant to think that way, but we don't feel it. Like they've got a giant fucking planet that can destroy yeah. multiple other planets. In the first episode, you go through the whole evolution of their... Oh, there's a Galactic Republic. Enough time has passed where they don't believe that evil shit exists anymore. So that they don't believe that Leia, when she says, you need to come and help me. Yeah. The Rebellion is, is are the Rebels. No time has passed. Yeah. The First Order are the Empire. Did they even need to rebuild or were they just not destroyed properly? Yeah, they just had a, a planet. Just and how do you build a pl- a Death Star? And into everything a... gets reversed yeah. to back to what it was at the start of No New Hope, with mm. the Rebellion being the Rebels, because they destroy the Galactic Republic, and all of a sudden the galaxy is now ruled by the First Order. Yeah, and that all happens within the first half an hour of Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah. And it's one of the big things that it's just like I think it's one of the things that makes the new Star Wars trilogy for older Star Wars fans, maybe not for younger fans who haven't seen as much as Star Wars and for casual fans, but certainly for fans who have kind of, who, you know, on any level obsess about Star Wars, yeah. as we do. 
from time to time. Um, I think it, that's one of the things that makes it so grading for me, is that I just, I'm like, I've seen all this before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's like little glimpses and like hints to, oh shit, that is really interesting, like Finn's arc goes nowhere it goes nowhere yeah and yeah. that's that's a bigger problem later in the series but yeah. like it does start new things the force awakens yeah but it's 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 hard to focus on the good things and the positives and the new things when everything else that is framed around it is just the same shit mm. you know it would be like you know i suppose it's that it's it's a sort of cliche thing of like we're getting a, a fifth indiana jones movie yeah is it going to be any good? It's a, it's a, it, uh, it's a proper I'm, question because when, again, when, it, it just... when it comes up and you're like, oh, he's robbing another tomb, like, at what point does that become grading? I think is, especially think... after a flop like the fourth one was. It, it depends who makes it and whether or not they, yeah, or writes it. Hmm. Because, you know, I've, I've heard rumours that the fifth one is going to be about, not necessarily Shia, but Le Bluffs, Le Bluff, Le, Le Bluffs. Le Bluff. Uh, not necessarily his character, but like the, the the hat will be passed on to someone or some relative of. Well, that's fair, but that, like, that, that makes it yeah, interesting. it makes sense. But I guess what I'm saying is like, how many times can you have a guy with a hat run into a tomb before you go, okay, mm. time to just get it? Do you know what I mean? And that's and that's really interesting because <clears throat> the time scale of this uh, movie arc. Um, would have been more in line with the Mandalorian yeah. than it was with what start, what Disney actually did, which was 30 years. It would have only been five years after the events of the sixth movie. Okay. So, what Damn, would they, would have, have, they would have aged badly. Yes, <laughs> very much so. Uh, and in fact, it mentions in the article, like, they probably would have had to done some de-aging to the actors because it just wouldn't have felt, mm. you know, it would have felt really weird to see them that old. Um, and how they would have got around that who knows because George Lucas was planning this like before he like around the time I guess that he released the prequels he was, he yeah. was kind of thinking about this in the back of his head and planning it on paper um, so we would have had the same cast come back it would have come out at a similar time had he not sold had Lucasfilm not gone to Disney um, but what was I saying uh, don't know yeah would it, the time scale would have been a lot better and it would have basically been what the mandalorian is it would have been a chaotic lawless galaxy Mm. leia is trying to set up a new republic it's rough there's loads of gangs who now own things who have taken over planets who have started trading slave trades or whatever or like the the materials or Or resources resources. from the broken empire monopolies on them they would have been it would have been very much a wild west star wars feel yeah and it would have been like, how do you restore law and order to that world? Yeah. Um, and there'll be a bit more on that. There's an interesting quote from George Lucas later, which I'll read out. <clears throat> um, interestingly enough, um, it would have answered, this trilogy would have answered the biggest question in the Star Wars universe. Why is it called Star Wars? <laughs> I was trying to think of certain Doctor Who Okay, the, the second biggest <laughs> question. You're doing very Doctor Who on that one. Yeah. War Star? <laughs> oh, fucking hell. We're really ba- yeah. breaking it here. Well, I suppose they did that with the Death Star, but yeah. that's why it's called Star Wars. But um, it would have answered who the Chosen One was, finally. Spoilers. Anakin. Nope. Luke. Nope. Leia. Yep. Yeah, it was between one of those three, wasn't it? <laughs> Which actually kind of blew my mind, because I never knew that. And maybe there were some die-hard Star Wars fans that did know that, because they've read extra. I always thought, thinking of just the prequels and uh, the prequels and the original trilogy, it is Anakin. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah, I mean, he kind of does fuck up through, like, half of his life and, like, murders a bunch of children and then causes Alderaan to be destroyed. He's just a reckless maniac psychopath. But then, right at the end, he is the one that generally does bring balance to the force by killing the emperor. And yeah, it's interesting because it, it would have been really interesting because we don't have many details on why he was thinking that Leia was going to be that, and the details of how yeah. she would have brought about that. But I guess it's along the lines of okay, Anakin destroyed the emperor, yes, but he didn't destroy the darkness. 
yeah. within the he didn't bring technically bring balance to the force because Luke is still training Jedi and as we'll see in a minute an old foe returns yeah um, and maybe has an apprentice or two um, but I guess Leia would have brought balance back to the galaxy and therefore back to how the force and society works I don't know because we don't have any details yeah. but basically that's what he said he, he, he basically was like yeah Leia is Leia is the chosen one Leia's the one okay which is interesting I think in many ways yeah um, there's no detail on whether she would have been trained as a Jedi uh, by Luke as she was in kind of makes sense why because we always yeah. like sort of it was always referenced even in the original trilogy that it's somewhat yeah. force sensitive and hopefully it would have had a lot more focus than just being dropped into the third movie in the trilogy yeah 90 100 minutes into the movie or whatever it happens yeah <laughs> as it did in the four, uh, um, the Rise of Skywalker sorry um, but anyway yeah um, da -da -da -da, I'm just reading on here what are your thoughts on that um, I think initially it doesn't really make sense but I'm sure like if George Lucas had the backing and it was actually written well it would have mm -hmm. made sense yeah or maybe it could have been the thing where there was like that entire family tree they were the chosen ones not necessarily one person yeah like I said Anakin ultimately brings balance by defeating the big bad the emperor Luke is the chosen one into getting him into that position like without without Vader's kids he wouldn't have turned <clears throat> back good and Leia is Leia is the one that led the rebellion so they always had support in that way it's interesting because it's it's very clear to me that you can think about all of that on like a higher level yeah and it's very clear that George Lucas didn't it's, not, um, not that that's a criticism I think, I think that's like another it's... good thing because normally you have ideas whether it's George Lucas or anyone they always yeah. there's sometimes you get ideas that are so boxed in and you can't really be imaginative or break off and it still yeah. makes sense whereas that like the whole chosen one thing yeah you can see it as if it's just one individual person or a group of people yeah like there's there's many ways you can write it around and it still stays true to what the main theme is hmm. yeah absolutely um, I think it's very interesting and I think it's because the way I think of it which is I, I'm, agree, I'm in agreement with you Anakin is the chosen one to me in the Star Wars continuity we have he's yeah. the chosen one unfortunately another thing I hate about the sequels is that that kind of completely ruins the idea of that. yeah Palpatine coming back completely negates and Rey, Anakin's and Rey arc and defeating him by staring really hard at him while blocking lightning is yeah he doesn't learn his lesson does he ruins everything he fights and Mace Windu lightning bolts him it gets deflected back in his face and he's like ah oh, let me just try that again yeah I'm not going to learn from my mistakes I'm just going to keep on doing it very with two much hands. a one trick pony Palpatine yeah. it's like alright mate tries to convince somebody to turn into the dark side and then kills them or tries to kill them yeah it's basically what he does um, it's a shame because he kind of ruins one of the biggest baddies and best baddies in yeah the original but trilogy is great he was yeah he was really good uh, and uh, especially since he wasn't introduced really until the second one he was mentioned uh, in the first film I yeah think, he, was, he was he was the no I don't think he was mentioned in the first one does Vader not communicate with him in the first one I don't think there's um, I, can't I don't, I don't know I think probably because it was such a small budget the first film they didn't do it yet. they didn't do it but obviously in the in the sequel uh, they thought about it and was like oh, it'd be interesting if he did yeah. We got enough money now. <laughs> yeah, but it's 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 interesting because I I feel like one of the big things is like a lot of the, the like the fan projects that I see that are like tribute videos to Star Wars really shape new perspectives on storytelling and stuff. Mm. And I think one of the biggest things for me when it comes to Star Wars anyway is that anakin is the chosen one and he does as qui-gon tells him in the clone wars there's a really awesome scene where qui-gon's ghost appears to him um when he's questioning he's really questioning am i the chosen one like what is my part in all this i feel like just another soldier and another person at the moment yeah and he said you are the chosen one and you will find another way i have to be a genocidal maniac first yeah you have to <laughs> kill everybody first and become a robot man who yeah. has asthma, but you will you will bring balance to the force. And he had a bit more than asthma, to be fair. Yeah, he, did. he probably had yeah. two collapsed lungs. Lung <laughs> um, 
90% robot. Um, yeah, but yeah, but it's 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 true. Like you, you will bring balance to the Force because at the end of Return of the Jedi, even though it's called Return of the Jedi, it's not the return of the the Jedi Order. It's the return of Anakin as a Jedi. Yeah, I was just about to mention that. And yeah. the Chosen One. It's not because Luke is now a Jedi. He's not really because he and, doesn't have full training. And a, but... again, like ultimately, that's probably what it it means that with Anakin yeah. coming back. But you can see it with you know. Luke got shit on by Darth Vader in Empire Strikes Back so yeah. it's the turn of him becoming like a yeah. full Jedi being trained <clears throat> for the last time by Yoda yeah. and stuff Yeah. So and, and it's why Return of the Jedi is my favourite Star Wars film because the moment when Luke throws down his lightsaber is the whole point of a Jedi of well not of that but of Star Wars Yeah. it's the whole point it is it's what George Lucas wants to do as a storyteller is give people hope yeah. and the hope of somebody throwing down a lightsaber and giving up the fight the big fight to be the, the thing yeah. to be the powerful Jedi and being no I enough of this you know yeah. this has to stop at some point is the decision that leads to Anakin's redemption eventually yeah. because he realises that actually his son is doing the right thing and this does need to end um, it's powerful stuff and like yeah, and that's the big point of like, Anakin finds another way. It's it's a more tr- it's a, a absolutely tragic story. He destroys the Jedi Order, and fucks up so many people's lives by allowing the Empire to rise as the Force in yeah. the galaxy. But he he brings balance to the Force eventually. Eventually, and I can make a really awful comparison, but was the awful comparison? I mean, it's like <laughs> it is kind of weird being like, oh, I've just murdered half the galaxy. But I did kill my boss. So it makes it all better. That's like Hitler fucking <laughs> doing all these millions and millions of genocidal murders to Jews, but then being like... Well, at least I made ah, Germany's economy better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm good in other ways. Sorry, I'm going to have a rant on other stuff as well. But it's like fucking... I don't... Right, I, like the, I love the music of Greatest Showman. Yeah, but that ultimately story is about this piece of shit human being who's awful in real life. Yeah, and it makes him the hero, slash, like he's slash a, he's a, he's like a good, okay guy. Yeah, he's yeah. a good guy. That's like making a film about Hitler and being like, yeah, he's murdering these people, but I mean, he's not that bad, is he's he? It's like no, he's an awful piece of shit. Yeah. Just don't. <laughs> yeah, I think there's two ways of viewing it. I think that you can view it from the kind of the angle of like, well, you're still a idiot for doing all that stuff and you're still or you can say oh god you're an absolutely tragic character because it took all of that hurt to finally make you realize yeah. your mistake and then again it's sci-fi it's star wars it's not real it's fantasy it's, it's storytelling it, let it go yeah um, it, yeah <laughs> like can't really tell, but if you do it in like real life i uh, like iconic figures in history yeah. no don't try to do that it's yeah yeah but you could you could argue that darth vader is not hitler no. As much as you can argue that he is. Fine, he's, he's, he's Hans Goebbels, or whatever his name is. Himmler. He's bloody no, I Himmler. Don't, I don't know. He was pretty bad as well. Uh, but, <laughs> they were all pretty bad. But, yeah, I mean, it's... It's an interesting one of, like, that's... And, like... And it's interesting, because if you view the Chosen One in that way, then yeah. Luke's arc in The Last Jedi, which I have found such an appreciation for, not from watching the movie itself, I have to point this out, and not yeah. watching the sequel trilogy itself, but from watching fans' ideas and thoughts on the storytelling that goes on there. Yeah. God, I love Luke's tragic story in the end. The idea that he realises that it's pointless and, and, you know, it's completely futile trying to train the Jedi Order as it was in the past because mm. you're just going to perpetuate the cycle that led to the uprising of the Empire. And yeah. You're just going to be part of the problem. And... Sorry, right, have a go at us, bloody fight us, or whatever. But Luke had a great arc in the bloody Last Jedi. He did. He did. It's like, he did. he's, yes, he's kind of failed before with, like, go, like being too naive to think he'd take on Darth Vader at that point. But ultimately, still a whiny kid. You know, I'm good at Tashi Station because I'm Kagavirtus. I'm good enough, Yoda, just let me go. It's, my friends are in danger. And it's like, he's not dealt with... A truly awful thing to happen to him, like a Jedi 
uh, temple being over and destroyed by Kylo Ren and shit. So uh, what, how do you expect him yeah. to? How do you expect him to react? Just be this god for say, like this this incredible human Jedi and like fix him? Yeah, no, absolutely. fuck off. No, he's yeah. he's gonna run away and hide and cry about it. Yeah, because that's who he is. Yeah, and and that's the and that's the big interesting thing of like, um, and I like heroes fan projects. If you haven't watched their videos, anybody watching this, go and watch them. Except from the latest one, I will just say that because I've watched the latest one and it's not mm. as good as the others. Mainly because it's about a character I don't really care about in Kylo Ren, who is completely pointless in my opinion. But <laughs> I like Kylo Ren. <laughs> He's alright. The character was acted well by Adam Driver. It's nothing against the actor, and he had really great moments, but his story's still pointless, so I don't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fight me. <laughs> yeah, fight us. <laughs> but, like, it's. Yeah, it's like. There's a great video that is. It's called. The greatest teacher failure is, and it's it's a tribute to Yoda and Luke. That's the perfect. That's the point in the film. Uh, it's the complete point in Luke as a character, yeah. and it's the complete point in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Of like, if you don't learn from your mistakes, bad shit happens. I'm gonna compare Luke to Spider Man. Or go for it. It's the same thing. Yeah. Like Spider Man is a naive little kid. Hasn't really done a lot of like I'm saying like through like the young Peter Parker the the one that we all loved before he turned old and became a businessman he fucking who cares um, he becomes a businessman he he's because I don't he's just no one really liked the later Peter Parker the adult Peter Parker that's because it's I suppose he had to grow up at some point yeah he grew up at some point but it it wasn't really relatable anymore but. Yeah, Peter Parker, like he, he the, you know, we watched Spider Man Homecoming or Far From Home. He's so naive. And he, you know, yeah, I guess he reacts in the right way, but he still has this, like, mental breakdowns and stuff in Spider Man 2 when he's losing everything. Mm -hmm. How'd you expect him to be? Just put on his suit and be like, oh, I'm Spider Man, look at me, I'm great. No. You wouldn't expect him to act like a true hero. He would, he would suffer, he would. Fail. Fail. Yeah. Because he's never failed bef failed before. Yeah. He literally dies. Because <laughs> I guess he was, again, naive. He was like, oh, I'm helping Tony Stark and everyone. Let me just go on a spaceship and then just go to a different planet. It's fine. Oh, it's no, fine. I'm dead. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, no, I'm dead. Um, Sorry. So, yeah, Luke and Spider-Man, same person. Yeah. And it's what makes... And that... That video is a big part of why I, I love Luke's story. And also just going back and watching The Last Jedi again and like really kind of focusing on what's being said and what's trying to be conveyed and trying to shut out all of the Disney bullshit in that movie. Yeah. Like Finn and fucking Rose's story or whatever. But like, <laughs> trying to shut all that out it's, and just focusing on Luke's story. It's wasted potential. It is wasted potential. Yeah. Um, but I, I, lo I love that about... And it feels like this trilogy... Because we don't know loads about it because we've just not said loads about it. But it feels like this trilogy would have done Luke service in that matter. That he would have still been... Spoilers for a, a point that's coming up later. He still would have died at the end of the trilogy. Luke, yeah. Luke wouldn't have survived episode 7, 8, and 9. Well, no, of course not. Like... <laughs> um, but it would have been a similar story to the one he had of like... He would have finally learned from his mistakes yeah and realised that yes the Jedi Order fell because they didn't learn from their mistakes all of this happened because they didn't learn from their mistakes so it's time to put down my weapon as I did do in The Return of the Jedi and as why my are... father did find a different way yeah kind of doesn't really make sense but why do you, why else do you think that Yoda doesn't have a lightsaber in the original trilogy yeah because he got I mean he got exiled and stuff like yeah. well, he exiled he himself it, but... but I mean he doesn't fucking need it no. Yoda never needed a lightsaber. That's why I don't think he ever should have a lightsaber. But whatever. Yeah. We've seen it now. We can't unsee it. Yeah, it's just dumb. It's very bad. Anyway, do you want to continue with the, the script? Yeah. So the time period would have been similar to the Mandalorian, as I said. Yes. Um, interesting enough, it would have played out over decades. This these trilogy. This trilogy. Okay. Instead of. Back to back, like the original trilogy is, um, and even Force Awakens, which could have yes, and which could have been very uh, yeah, and even the the prequel trilogy that we got, which plays out over back 
I don't care what anybody says, it's back to back. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the Last Jedi happens after The Force Awakens. Directly after. The for- I think you said prequels, but you mean sequels. The sequels, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but interesting, it would have been more like the, it would have been more like the prequels in that it we would have there would have been time jumps as there were in Anakin's story in this story. Yeah. Of like so, it would have allowed for a lot of time. You can see the evolving, you know, Jedi struggle with Luke and him training an academy and setting up an academy, and then you would have been able to see Leia's struggles through politicking and like the discussions of how how do we figure out the mess that is this. Is that how you say the word politicking? Yeah, it's in this article. Politicking, it's a word. It's a word I've never um, heard in my life. It's in your vocabulary. Ah, oh, I've learned something new today. Politicking. That doesn't um, sound right. Yeah. Her brother is being in a quest for being the Jedi Order. Even Leia is trying to establish a new government. But it, it would have been very much the Wild West atmosphere, even though there was people trying to restore order, i.e. Luke and Leia. There would have been this underlying theme of like, it's a lawless place, the galaxy. You know, it has no figurehead whatsoever. Now the Empire is defeated. Yeah. Um, um, which is which is really interesting. Um, very much the same as the pre- now. It's interesting because like the prequels didn't do amazingly the politics side of things. Um, it did too much. It did too much. Of Way it. too much politics. And it would be interesting to see whether that, that it would have been the same with this um but. yeah um here we go there's another quote here from George Lucas um it starts out a few years after Return of the Jedi and we pre- and we establish pretty quickly that there's this underworld there are a lot of offshoot stormtroopers starting their own planets kind of you know taking claiming things for their own yeah um and that Luke is trying to restart the Jedi uh he puts the word out so out of a thousand a hundred thousand jello maybe 50 or a hundred are left um the jedi have grown again from scratch so luke has to find two slash three year olds and train them up so he has to basically find four sensitive kids and train yeah them. um and just take and steal them from their families yeah it'll be 20 years before there's a new jedi order basically yeah is the idea um, which is very cool um, to an interesting fact I think George Lucas came out and said that The Last Jedi was his favourite of the sequels yeah because it has a lot to do with what he would have done yeah it feels a lot more The Last Jedi feels like what George Lucas would have done what that trilogy should be I think, I think even Ryan Johnson like, had conversations with him yeah and was like what, what, what do you want to do what, w- yeah, what would, what you, would do? you have done? So yeah. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Give me your ideas and I'll make it. Um, interestingly, um, it was very interesting. I didn't know this, but okay, Star Wars was inspired by the Vietnam War. Yes, I know that. Yeah. Maybe I've heard that in passing, but I don't remember hearing it in passing. Yeah, yeah. That's my point. Um, this 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 trilogy that Lucas would have done as a as a um, a sequel trilogy would have been inspired by the aftermath of aftermath sorry of the Iraq War. Oh yeah. So he was planning that this this like late on, if you like, in the early two thousands. Um, there would have been no first order, whatsoever. There would have been no. There would have just been the remnants of the Empire as we see in Mandalorian. But there wouldn't even be people like. You know. Um, what's his name? Like I forgot, Moth Gideon or whatever. Moth there wouldn't Gideon. have been any like organized empire stuff. It would have yeah. been all lawlessness and bands of troops on their own. Yeah. Um, he wanted to basically explore the challenges of reconstructing a nation, if you like, but on a galactic scale after war, and what that has on the toll that it takes on the people. Um, there's a great quote here. He says, "Okay, you fought a war, you killed everybody. Now what are you going to do?" Yeah. quote from George Lucas what ramifications do you yeah. have after winning real building afterwards is harder than starting a rebellion or fighting a war I think um, yeah you've you've effectively done good by saving the, the galaxy and stuff like that but you're still gonna have pissed off a lot of people that probably had a better life under the empire which I think that, that could be an interesting concept to delve into yeah yeah um, it, 
the, and the extending quote here is interesting. He says, when you win a war and you dispose of the armies, what do they do? He says, the stormtroopers would have been like Saddam Hussein's fighters in Iraq, who then joined ISIS and kept fighting on. Jeez. Um, the stormtroopers refuse to give up when the Republic wins. Yeah. So it's very much... It's not a lazy approach like Disney took of just rebooting the whole universe yeah. within the first movie. It's actually following on logically of like, what would happen after all this? With the fallout of the Empire, with the rebellion being turned into the Republic. What would have happened, you know? It very much feels like the next... It feels like a natural next chapter to Star Wars. Yeah. You know? Um, which is really interesting. Um, and it's really interesting that that is... It's directly quoted as well from um, Lucas saying that, you know. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah. What um, Darth fucking Maul. Yes, I know that he would have returned. Would have been the main villain. Um, interestingly, I didn't notice, but like, like when they were making the Clone Wars and they were and Dave Filoni and, and his team were, were writing it out and planning out what Maul's return was going to be obviously George Lucas was always heavily involved with the Clone Wars and he kind of popped in and out when they needed like bits of lore and advice yeah he, he kept hands off mainly but like he it had his blessing parts of the yeah. story everything that they did in the Clone Wars with Maul was directly meant to set up his appearance in George Lucas's sequel trilogy yeah yeah so he would have appeared with like the spider legs and different things like that and he would have been very much an underworld gangster who yeah. as he does in the clone wars eventually even, pulls people together even in uh you know it's not, i'm not necessarily a big fan of the film but solo you've seen that yeah yeah the the bit no, at the end have i no i haven't well, spoilers there's a bit at the end darth maul appears i've seen that bit and that's got a real sense of because like he's the leader of bloody yeah paul, that... paul bettany's kind of characters so it's a very uh, mob mafia boss sort of deal to it yeah which is definitely what they were sort of setting up in rebels and i think they explore it in rebels as well he's like an underworld boss yeah um and that's what he was going to be he was going to be an underworld boss uniting different clans of like you know re you know like rebellious people within the new order yeah um, and you know doing nefarious underworld stuff as you do in the wild west um <clears throat> he would have been the central villain as we said um uh, he would have had a female apprentice mm -hmm. who would have been like the new Vader character who would have been called Darth Talon. Yes. Who was introduced in the Dark Horse comics Star Wars Legacy. Yeah. Um, I don't really know much about her story and it doesn't give much here. Um, but yeah, he would have been a criminal boss trying to ref you know, revive the fractured remnants of the Empire against the New Republic. Um kind of playing into that chaos thing that that happened um, yeah i'm just skim reading here that's right quotes but um it's unclear whether darth talon would have been a kylo ren character mm. um it was interesting they were they were apparently developing a video game on darth maul and, and darth talon oh were um, they yeah lucas arts were before they shelved it just before they were bought Bloody EA. But they were they were going to make a game based on their story, which would yeah. have been really interesting. Um, but yeah, it, it that's basically what would have happened. Uh, Crimson Dawn is the criminal syndicate that he is a part of in Solo. Yeah. Um, but all of that is is ideas, and it's interesting his appearance there for me in the Solo movie because like his story has already been done. Anybody who watches the Clone Wars and Rebels will know that Darth Maul's story is complete mm. to his death, his eventual death. At the hands of Obi Wan Kenobi, which was in Spoiler. Rebels. Uh, yeah, that was in Rebels. So, what yeah. do they plan to do with him in the the new universe? I hope they don't just do the same thing in in Kenobi. Yeah, yeah. Because I'll be honest, it's it's kind of a great ending to the character in Rebels. Yeah, and it's worth the watch if you get round to it. Um, and it, it's it's perfectly done by the people because I think the people doing it obviously were the same people as the Clone Wars people and they understood the, where the story and character had evolved and come from yeah. in the sense of the cartoon so it was very much you know 
theirs to end if you like yeah um it would be it would be weird for me if they do anything with him in the kenobi series and they just think it wouldn't it won't be worth doing it which is why i'm very very kind of a raised eyebrow at why they introduced him at all at the end of solo yeah it was very out of place so like that specific that specific one so yeah that that would have been that would have been it and it would have been interesting to see who darth talon would have turned out to be and sort of the redemption arc whether luke would have died at the hands of darth maul and there would have been some sort of twisted revenge on obi-wan kenobi for yeah um you know for uh, you know killing his most prized pupil if you like most prized person mm. luke which would have been really dark but would have worked really well for the character i feel um or whether luke's death would have been different like it was in the last jedi yeah um yeah it's really it's really really interesting uh, speaking of sort of apprentices, there would have been a Ray type character oh. in Lucas's plan. He's he said this is kind of I don't know whether this was one of the original ideas he had or whether because it mentions the evolving ideas that he had later on. Um, uh, I've already mentioned Luke would have still died, um, <clears throat> and even though there was I think because there was a thing that like Mark Hamill said like I've read a. Th- a, a script treatment where Luke lives in the, the, the original. Yeah. Um, although I, I'll be honest, like I love Mark Hamill, but I'm very skeptical of a lot of his opinions on Luke. Oh yeah. Um, from what I've heard, which is not a lot, I will hold my hands up and say that I'm, I've not done a deep dive into it, but I feel like he's very protective over the character as far as because he was very much against a lot of the decisions made by Ryan Johnson. Well, he's. <sighs> Things everyone it might not be your focus, whatever. But everyone posted those videos of Mark saying, mm. "I fundamentally disagree with everything you've written." But then they cut out what he said directly after that, where he literally goes on to say, "Yeah, at the start, I didn't like what I read, so I went to Ryan Johnson and explained why I didn't like that." Yeah. And then when they were making the movie and when Ryan Johnson like explained everything, whatever, Luke, uh, Luke, Mark Hamill did then say, oh, this is actually yeah. fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, he, he even posted a, uh, a tweet or something out after the movie came out and obviously everyone was like, oh my God, this is, Mark Hamill was warning us this, this entire time. And no, he, he basically turned around and said, no, this is going to be one of the... Uh, Oh, fuck, I can't remember the exact quote he said. It was it was paraphrasing along the lines of that this is going to be one of the best yeah. cinematic films, like yeah. undoubtedly. Um, so he like you know yeah you can like probably think oh he was lying but nah it's just why we misinformation yeah, yeah, yeah it's just people just like but he he interestingly still came back to do episode nine that retconned everything that happened in the last Jedi. True, but and I think... And everything his character did. Yeah. But make of that what you will. Mm. Um, but yeah, he would have had a similar ending in this story anyway. Um, and there would have been a Ray-like figure, although she would have only been about 14, according to this article. Mm. Um, um, and she would have been like called something different, like uh, Tyrion or something, uh, or Thea or... Uh, Winky, which I don't know about. Winky? Yeah, that's actually a name. Oh dear. Um, But yeah, there would have been a a sort of force-sensitive, force-awakening moment in this trilogy. Yeah. um, And would have had a sort of, almost sort of mirroring layers story, I feel. Um, And uh, like a focal point for the new Jedi would have been the Rey-type character. Yeah. Um, And again, that's pretty much all we get on the information there about her but what do we think do you think you do you think it would have been better than what we actually got with ray or um because again it's that like ray was initially really interesting she kind of got overpowered really really quickly in the first film again i i, I said before ray is most interesting in the last jedi hmm. and then rise skywalker now she's just a god that can heal everyone and then just she's perfect again Alright. Pretty boring, but... I think one of the biggest problems with the sequel trilogy that we got, and and maybe would have been the same problem here as the information from this article is to glean, 
is that how do you balance if you're going to have Leia as the center piece of the movies? You don't want to add too many sub characters to that. Yeah. And I feel like that's what Disney really suffered from is that they were like, we're going to introduce these new characters for everybody to love who are yeah. going to be the, for the new generation to connect to, but we're going to have all the legacy characters there as well still. Yeah. And without like a real good drive behind it, it's really. Um, it's really hard to find a focus in the movie yeah. on one character. Especially when you're trying to tell Luke's story and how it's slightly tragic in the second one. But you're also trying to tell the connection between Ben Solo and Leia. But you want Rey to evolve. And I will say, I agree, Rey does better in the middle movie than she does in the other two. Yeah. But for me, she's just she's just an object for most of it. It's horrible to say. Yeah. But she, she, to me, she's not really a character. She doesn't. We never really. You never flush out her personality. They, you never they really spend, know what her personality they, is. Because the annoying thing that JJ Abrams does with a lot of his films is that he always has this like mystery element to everything. Yeah, we've talked but, about the mystery. We yeah. talked about it in the last. A lot of them, but that's the thing. That it's like yeah. everyone just sort of gets swept up on their feet and is like, "Oh my fucking god, where, where does Ray come from? Oh my god, is she gonna? Who fucking cares?" They're gone, deal with it. Just like, who honestly gives a shit about where she's from? And like the whole, the initial first point of when Ray was absolutely no one, good. It's different because if it was a Kenobi or a Palpatine, it's just too predictable. Mm. I like something that is just completely normal slash yeah. like, what, what is wrong with her being from nowhere? And and she would have been from nowhere in, yeah. in this Lucas sequel trilogy because the grandkids obviously were already there yeah. in in you know Han and Leia's kids and there would have been no Emperor so you couldn't do the Palpatine route but yeah 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 uh, it's interesting um, I yeah I, I I feel really like I've, I've said it in the past like I, I feel sorry for like Daisy Ridley because she should have been the star of the show oh yeah I feel sorry for all of the like you know John Boyega I feel sorry for um, yeah Oh, what's his face? Oscar Isaac. Like everyone that was involved, even like the character that uh, the, the actress that played um, Rose. Yeah. It's like the amount of shit that they've had to go through because of the backlash or the fan hate and stuff like that. It's just saying it's their fault. It's not. It's not their fault. It's no. not their fault. It's, it's their just fault the crap writing and just the clear. And it's not um, that the acting is bad necessarily. Yeah, it's no. Just like everything production-wise is near enough perfect. Hmm. But it's just, it's just ultimately the writing and the decisions making from Disney and stuff. It's just you have no like there was no organization, in or templating. Okay, this is going to happen, then this is going to happen, this is going to lead to this. It just felt so like ah well, let's just wing it, see how it goes. It's Star Wars. People will watch it. That's ultimately what it felt like to me. Yeah, well, yeah, and that's just Disney being a giant dick of a corporation. Yeah. Um, I very much agree with that uh, but like it's yeah it's weird it's the movie should have and and this is why like I keep harking on I know and, and we're kind of getting that with Rian Johnson uh, later on if he's still doing this trilogy that he's meant to be making for yeah. but like that's my biggest point and I have the same thing with Doctor Who when I talk about rebooting Doctor Who I think at some point you have to stop trying to keep building the universe that is there yeah let that be what it is yeah and use the amazing toolkit that star wars gives you of storytelling yeah. possibilities within that fantasy world to build something new yeah like they've done that in part with the mandalorian although they're tying in a lot of stuff now yeah yeah and it's good but we'll see where it goes but it's like i was mentioning earlier with the whole yeah you can add stuff keep world building it's yeah. fine I'm, I'm really interested in all that but make sure it makes fucking sense pay it off pay it off well pay it off but also like I said like if you take one concept like the whole who's the chosen one thing you can interpret it in different ways but let's say with Doctor Who and you just make the fucking Doctor a billion years old with millions and millions of generations it's like yeah. well that kind of breaks the law of what we you said in the previous season like what look at what you've written and does that fundamentally break canon that you is already there? If it does, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and if it's drastically different and that's what you want to do, reboot it. Yeah. 
or do a different fucking parallel universe yeah, with do a, a parallel do. yeah yeah exactly that's, do something completely different thing. but yeah, yeah make, making like if, groundbreaking decisions it's always not going to end pretty yeah and that was and that's half the trouble with a lot of films these days is they, they prey too much on nostalgia and Disney isn't the kings of it and like the the prequel trilogy we got plays so heavily on it and yes you know the Lucas trilogy and any Star Wars trilogy coming after it would have had to have linked it a little bit yeah would have had to have had cameos from those characters a little bit but it's not like it's you know it's not like it wouldn't have been fundamentally reliant on it it would have told yeah. a new story as, as it quite clearly says in there it would have told how do you rebuild after the fall of a war yeah. what is the aftermath of a war and what did, and what, everyone, what did everyone do after World War 2 yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> it wasn't just another world war yeah well I mean the first one was good well, yeah, the first one actually yeah, you know the what second one but J.J. Abrams like, was like, oh, he, he based it off of Vietnam and all this sort of stuff. I'm going to base it off World War One. Another war happens, because it does. But you didn't think about World War Two. I don't know. I'm trying to make a dumbass side, like, comparison here. No, I mean, the, the heart, like, the Disney Star Wars movies are bad because they miss the point of what you're trying to tell a story about. Yeah. It's not about Skywalkers. It's not about Palpatines. It's not about the things we've seen. It's about the characters that are there. Hmm. You know, that's what it's about. That's, in fact, I would go as far to say and as bold to say that that is just storytelling in general. Yeah. And it's one of the things that I, I kind of, I talk about a lot with myself while I'm writing stuff for D and D. Yeah, yeah. Is like it's all very well me building this great big world, and I love world building. Like I love thinking up of. Yeah. different events that have happened in history and but every so often I have to reel myself back in and I have to go right okay that's fine most of this is going to be irrelevant yeah and it's only going to become relevant if it's relevant to the players and the characters in the story yeah. and what is being told and to make sure that everything you do within the story that you're telling is focused on what the players are doing in the moment you can have plans and plots of what might happen a little bit down the road but those things will be ten times greater if you keep the focus on the first person yeah and unfortunately that doesn't happen in any of the well more so in the last Jedi but even then it's it still it still doesn't because it's sidelined a few characters but yeah you've got to keep that you've got to keep that focus where it's meant to be you know it doesn't matter what story you're telling mm. as long as it's from the first person unfortunately the storytelling that happens in you know especially in Rise of Skywalker is so obsessed with like do you remember this thing do you remember mm. this thing do you remember that thing do you remember look we're telling a story with all these great things yeah that's great but I don't oh, care about the people that are in the story yeah you're not focused it on the players in the story. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just, you know, and that's okay for kids. And I guess there's an argument to say that that's what Disney wanted to do. They wanted to sell Star Wars to a whole new generation, which yeah. maybe they've done by copying the original trilogy. But ultimately, you don't build the unit. Like, does does the Star Wars Disney trilogy build upon the universe of Star Wars? Yeah. I would argue no. It just treads water for three movies mm. in the same place and the same beat well, that we left off in Return of the Jedi. Well, it, the only the only film that tried something different was Last Jedi. Yeah, but then that got the backlash because no one liked something new. I yeah, the backlash for that was, but I, like I'll I'll be honest, like I I I came out of that movie feeling a little bit stunned by it because I didn't know what to it, make of yeah, it. Yeah, it was such all. a drastic change. It was a de- it was to. a departure. It was it was different. I I I love The Last Jedi now. I think it's a great movie. Yeah. And I would recommend everybody to watch up until episode 8 and just stop. <laughs> <laughs> because I think it's well worth the watch, but I don't What do you mean? What do you mean? That's all you sh- that's all that happens anyway. There's no episode nine we're talking about. <laughs> He's uh, he's been trying to ki- kid himself, ladies and gentlemen, for the past year. What do you mean, mean kid myself? <laughs> episode nine never happened. It didn't. Never did. 
Yes, Ryan. No, you're right. Didn't you? Yeah, my, no, my mistake. I'm being, thank you. I'm thank being you. a fool. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, what more have you got to say on this story? I've pretty much said everything. Said to be honest. Like I've That's covered. Fine. Like I, I, I made a, a lot of notes, but to be honest, it's it, they're not lengthy notes, and no, the fine. article doesn't go into a load of detail about things because there just isn't the sources because the plan that George Lucas developed it wasn't fully fledged and developed. You know, he was only partly planning it, and then plans changed, and everything got sold. And yeah, I think like you mentioned in that Lucas um, was planning this when he was doing the prequels, and then obviously when the prequels came out and he was getting so much backlash, he was like, "I'm not enjoying this anymore." So I just, mm. I can't. I had to sell it. Um, which is, yeah, it's again, it's like, it's a shame because he had the right intentions with the, um, yeah, with the prequels, but he he misfired a little bit on. Kind of. Yeah, he had too many yes men around him. He had no like conflicting ideas and saying people being like, oh no, you shouldn't really do this because this doesn't make sense or this doesn't really explain everything it's, fully. It's the same damn thing as the Crimes of Grindelwald, man. Yeah. It's like always have a second opinion from somebody. Yeah. Never write anything on your own and just assume that it's going to be really good. Well, I mean, <laughs> considering J.K. Rowling and she's done what was it, the six books, mm. and they were pretty good. So you know you can have you can have one person doing the writing like most films do and screenplays and stuff. Yeah, but I'm saying like, but you need to you need to have good communication. Yeah. Between like the director and the writers and everyone involved, good communication and like that. Whereas the treaty, the sequel trilogy, clearly didn't. There was no communication yeah. at all. I think when it comes to adaptation, I think that's the important thing because like you can write something on your own, that's fine. Yeah. Like you can do that but when it comes to adapting something that it's a weird thing film isn't it like because yeah i was gonna say how many people view but then many people read books so that doesn't make any sense but what do we know we're not know. We're, we're not writers what I'm trying to say but yeah. like yeah it's it's kind of the importance of making sure that you keep consistent yeah I guess yeah not everyone's perfect no by no means yeah ah well it's all good it's fine but that's, that's the preamble of that's good of this. it's sure it's unusual but it's fine that's all good we will come back next time and we will talk about well it's the last episode of Mandalorian tomorrow Mandalorian season 2 yes tomorrow you're at work I am uh, what time do you finish work? 8 isn't 8 it? so uh, okay, so we'll do it on Saturday. Saturday? Is that good? Saturday? We got D and D Saturday. That's not, that's not a problem. What time we got D and D? Probably in the evening. That's fine. We can do it. I will try my hardest to get up because I felt whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I just been absolutely knackered recently. But yeah, we'll come back on. We might. Uh, we'll see. Let's just. We'll either do the Mandalorian season two or we'll talk about Investors Day from Disney. And we'll talk about the new things that are coming out with Marvel and Star Wars for the next and however we'll do many years. All the goddamn news I have because I have so much news. Yeah, yeah, we'll do the. Uh, we'll take out all of the Marvel and Star Wars news that involves Investors Day, and we'll yeah. do all the rest of the other news. Yes. When we talk about Mandalorian. Yes. And then the third podcast after will be. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. So Planned out. Two more coming up, which will be good. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the Mandalorian season two. I think the last. The last two we make will be the one before Christmas. And then we'll have a little Christmas break. And we've had loads of breaks, but it's just fine. Whatever. Um, and then we'll think about something to do after that. Yeah. I don't know. We'll write down a couple of things. We might do Clone Wars. Might do Christmas film. I don't oh know. Oh, gosh. Christmas film list. Nah, it's fine. It'll probably be, like, January by the time everyone's back to normal and stuff, so... Mm. Yes, well, hopefully... If this is a, if this is out before Christmas, Merry Christmas. Have a have a good Christmas. And a happy new year. What's your favourite Christmas film? Write in. If you want to get in touch with us, it is cityofgeekandpod at gmail.com. Uh, I need to double check that actually. I might have been saying uh Yeah yeah. City of Geek and Pod at gmail.com. I was just saying, I don't think you're saying it wrong. Nah, that's fine. I think you just second guessing. You'd think I get used to this by the 44th episode. Um, nah, but yeah. we're halfway to being professional. Ah, we've nearly done a year's worth of podcasts. I think it was the 27th of January where we started. 
Was it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we have to earmark that date. So we need to make sure we're up to 52 episodes by then. <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> Will we be... I don't know. So, um, yeah. City we of Geek and... Make it happen. Cityofgeekandpod at gmail.com. Yeah, what, send your, your favourite Christmas movie. What, that'd, be, that'd be good. What, what, would, what, what do you... What, 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 what was your opinion on this? Yes. What, what do you think? Would it, this have been a better sequel trilogy? Did you like the ideas that George Lucas had? Did you feel sorry for him? I Would you know. like us to do more alternate... Alternate universe alternate things. Universe we things. did the Colin Javaro script. We did, yes. Yeah, which was interesting. Not perfect, but it was interesting. This seems I more... I would have loved to have seen that movie, but... Yeah, but... N- never mind. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, if Yeah, if you enjoyed, then do share around with your friends. Um, that would be big help. Uh, and also subscribe. Like... Just share it around, help us out, and we'll help you out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you very much for listening, and we will see you when we talk about the Mandos. Mando. Mando season two. How are you find a Mandalorian? We'll see you then. Got it. Bye. Bye.